a playlist original. What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBB. I'm so glad you're here, and welcome to 2023. I am recording and posting this baby on January 1st, and I am already hyped for the new year. I am not doing the, like, new year, new me, like Miley Cyrus apparently is, but I'm just excited for a fresh start to the year, you know, setting some new intentions and goals and, yeah, like, just, I don't know, hopefully setting myself up for success in 2023. I had a pretty good 2022, like, obviously there's ups and downs to every year, but I'm ready to say see you later or see you never and just you know optimistically cautiously optimistically stroll into 2023. Today I am recording solo dolo. I used to do lots of solo episodes like the podcast started as a solo endeavor and I used to have solo episodes sprinkled in with my guest episodes but lately I feel like in the past year I've had so many great guests that I just have a guest every week. So it's really fun that we're going to be chatting a little one-on-one. I hope everyone had a really good holiday. I put this out on my Patreon and I'm going to start including and incorporating it a little bit more into these public episodes, but people seem to like a little bit of a personal update. I'm not going to like ramble on for a billion years. I feel like my life is way too boring for that. But I do feel like in the old days of RTBB, I did share a little bit more about my like week or whatever at the beginning in the intro. So I'm going to start doing that a little bit in the coming episodes. So my Christmas was really good. It was filled with family, fun, relaxation, lots of baking, lots of cooking, lots of lounging, and I'm feeling pretty rested, which is nice to go into 2023 feeling like that. I know that like in between Christmas and New Year's, it can like either go both ways. You're either like in a total of Netflix abyss in your pajamas, like haven't washed your hair in five days, or you're just like pounding out the family events going like door to door. So Whichever one of those options, because there is only those two that you had, I hope you (laughs) enjoyed it. And I hope, you know, you are fighting off that anxiety or whatever today. One random thought I had over Christmas that I just want to pause it and like, please let me know. But I totally forgot that Hailey Bieber is like kind of like maybe an aunt to Hilaria and Alex's children. And I'm just like curious about what that dynamic looks like. Do Haley and Justin get gifts for all like 12 of the Balwinitos? I need to know. I just, she really doesn't talk about them probably because Alex got canceled for like Loki canceled, but he did like kill someone. So like, that's fair. But (laughs) like, I just, I don't know. I, I almost never associate them together anymore. So I was just, I was just unwrapping gifts on a lovely Christmas morning with my family, you know, a a latte in hand. And, uh, that thought popped into my head. So let me know what you think. Looking forward into 2023 for RTBP, lots of very exciting guests lined up for January and February. Some folks we've never had on the show, some tried and trued beloved guests. I still want to talk a little bit about Harry and Meghan, wrap up like part two of the docu, talk about Spare when it comes out, and talk about just like what's ahead of for that couple and the royal family. So hopefully Ida and Zachary, my two little royal experts, will be back soon. And then I also really want to dive into the Lamar Odom documentary that comes out tomorrow, January 2nd. It seems like Harvey Levin, who is the creator and like main host of TMZ, is the 
main interviewer of Lamar and he asks about Chloe which I'm like obviously fascinated about I want to know if he's going to talk about Rob because like all the blinds say that they were like heavily doing drugs when Chloe Rob and Lamar lived together which I'm curious about and then I just want to also know how the fucking cover for the for the docu came out it's literally a picture of Lamar and then an old school picture of Chloe (laughs) like which it's like do you have to get consent for that like did she say that was okay like I'm just so fucking curious so yeah just really interested in that and then on the Patreon I just want to say the Patreon has been one of my best accomplishments of 2022 it's been such a fun creative endeavor it is a monthly subscription and I want to say I know that can be tough times for like anybody but honestly come for a bit stay as long as you can or want to come binge the episodes cancel like whatever you want to do I'm super happy for you to do it don't feel bad or anything like that I just appreciate you for being there and supporting and wanting to listen so yeah come for a bit binge you know come back in a few months whatever you would like to do Yesterday, I posted my best of 2022. I went over content experiences and products that I purchased. And then part two of that episode is going to be my pop culture predictions with Kirsten McInnes of Mess Magnets. We are going to be recording that on January 2nd. So if you're listening to this on January 1st, send us your predictions, speakpipe.com slash ready to be petty or DM me or tweet me or whatever. I'm also going to be talking about Nepo Babies with Champ and then Fashion House Scandals with Sophie Strauss, who was my guest a few weeks ago talking about what not to wear on stuff. I think that was episode 124. So she's going to come back. I, I got really positive feedback from that episode. So we're going to talk about all of the, you know, Alexander Wang, Balenciaga, Dolce & Gabbana drums. I want to shout out two patrons this week at Cass is Lame, Cassidy, uh, another Pacific Northwest girly. Thank you so much for supporting the pod. I appreciate it so, so much. And Megan Y from Australia. I kind (laughs) of, I was like, I should do this in an accent as I was saying the word and kind of didn't commit. I hesitated. But (laughs) Megan from down under, (laughs) I so appreciate you being a patron one day I hope to visit your beautiful country okay last but not least I want to discuss one of my fave podcasts of 2022 two cents critic I have been a guest over there three times and Arthur the host is going to be on my podcast in January so I'm very excited but if you are ever in the mood for discussions and reviews about books movies and tv shows head over to two cents critic which is a podcast hosted by arthur howell and a whole range of special guests including me who take the time to break down plenty of media i covered everything everywhere all at once and two romance novels the spanish love deception and a merry little meet cute it was super fun so again he covers contemporary romance novels, Netflix movies, and the latest MCU shows on Disney+. Plus. Coverage on all of those and more can be found at Two Cents Critic. You can tune in on all podcast platforms and check out the show on Twitter and Instagram at two, spelled out T-W-O underscore Sense Critic. There are new episodes every Wednesday. Okay, friends, let's dive in to our topics today. So I'm going to talk about The Sex Lives of College Girls finale, the last two episodes, Emily in Paris season three, do a little bit of a Kardashians news roundup, talk about the Try Guys, Phoebe and Paul Mezcal, (laughs) Uh, small investigation into Chris Olsen, and then wrap up with my Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share my This Week in Petty story. Okay, so I am so thrilled that Sex Lives of College Girls is doing so well. I think it was rated like number two on HBO. And I'm just like, this fucking cast and writing and show deserve it so much. 
So I talked about the first eight episodes of season two in episode 121 with Maddie from Parked Car Combos. And I think something that I didn't say, but I wish I did, was just that like I and maybe maybe I just haven't found it or, or maybe I'm overlooking some shows. So let me know, like message me if if you think differently. But like I just felt like in high school. So I went to high school like I don't know. I graduated in 2010. There was so many like fun college shows and fun like comedies like this with like kind of like an ensemble cast that you would like follow the storylines comedy but also romance and like drama and stuff like that but I don't know I just haven't found a lot of that lately I I guess I don't actually watch tons of scripted shows like I I really do mostly watch reality tv so I've just been loving sex lives of college girls I will say the pacing of this these first two seasons was fucked like it 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 was actually egregious <laughs> because as Maddie and I talked about on episode 121 the first season was literally September to Thanksgiving which Amer- it is American Thanksgiving so like I guess that is November but that's literally like three months and then all of season two was November to April so the pacing didn't make a lot of sense for some of the storylines like Kimberly's storylines with Kanan and Jackson I'm glad that she dumped Jackson because it's like clearly that relationship was going nowhere and it's like he was sweet to her and they had good chemistry and stuff like that but it didn't seem like they had you know similar goals or like values or interest really so it just kind of seemed like a relationship I don't know they didn't have a lot of legs to stand on but the Kanan storyline seemed really out of nowhere um I don't necessarily hate it as a lot of people on like Twitter and stuff do if they you know showed us more but it did seem rushed and I think that that's the part that people can't get behind it I think it deserves a rewatch. So I think I'm going to rewatch season one and season two and see if I can see their relationship like blossom more over time. But I do like this, you know, intellectual side that we're seeing of Kanan. And I do think like they're good friends and good relationships are built on good friendships. So I don't know. I, I don't hate it as much as like everyone does. I do obviously hate that she like fucking lied to Whitney and like didn't say anything multiple times and like all of that shit like for sure but yeah I, th- them together doesn't bother me as much as it bothered a lot of other people. <laughs> I loved the Alicia and Layden storyline and I want to say Maddie and I fucking called it in the first couple episodes. I think it really shows growth of Layden which is really what I want to see in like a college TV show because I just feel like so much growth does happen in university or college or not even because of that like definitely because of that but like just in your early 20s regardless if you're in school or not and I think that it was I know everyone's like I can't believe she broke up with Tatum she's so hot and stuff like that which is like yes I get that but it's like it shows growth that she was dating like basically the old version of herself and didn't like it. So I thought that her storyline is actually like the most flushed out compared to all the other characters. And it's just really good. Um, It shows her growth. Yeah. As a person who she wants to date and her comfort in queer spaces, like the women's center with, you know, the ragtag group of little feminists. So I really, really like that. And I'm just so stoked for Renee Rapp because I really think like if 2023 is for anybody, it really is for fucking Renee Rapp because she's killing it on TikTok. She's killing it with new music. She just landed the Regina George role in the Broadway musical version of Mean Girls movie production, which is going to be like unreal because she actually did play Regina George on Broadway. So I just think that this is her fucking year. Like, sorry for all of us, but it's her year. And then Whitney's storyline, I was really sad about this season. 
and how it wrapped up. I think it's fucking cool that she was like, hey, I've just been a soccer girly. I'm going to expand to maybe sororities and then science. And I love that she like really dug deep and studied. Like I was like, I wish I had that grit. (laughs) Like I just I really like that storyline. But the fucking storyline with the science guy, I, I don't even remember his name, was annoying to me. I thought he was like, and I, I probably said this in episode 121, but it's like, I thought that he like wasn't like a fun enemies to lover. Like he just actually seemed like he should have been an enemy. Um, I'm kind of annoyed because he is a Nepo baby, which maybe I'm on my fucking Nepo baby hate train nowadays because of that New Yorker article. But he is, like we said, the son of Julia Louise Drivis. And for some reason, I feel like I'm saying her name wrong, but maybe not. Uh, his name is Charlie Hall and I just feel like they kind of like stuck him in or like didn't think of his storyline as much as they should have and I thought they could have done a way better like enemies to lovers storyline that maybe blossomed into a better relationship and then honestly Bella's storyline like what the fuck I guess it is fun to have like a character that's like you know, you're like, oh my God, you're a hot mess and stuff like that. But I'm like, you're actually kind of awful in a lot of this. Like she was so rude about the photo shoot with like the magazine. Cause it's like, you can't just be the only person. Like you're literally starting a magazine. She was so rude to Eric, obviously by cheating on him. And then it didn't pay off. <laughs> Not that that I'm like supporting that but like it didn't pay off and then she was so mean to that girl that was like I really look up to you can you like edit my work and she was like this is like straight garbage like it just was really bad so I have no idea what's gonna happen she like is trying to transfer but it's like obviously she's not gonna transfer because she's a main character so we'll just see how that goes I'm really curious because the season left on a cliffhanger with the housing situation. So do you think Whitney is going to stay in the sorority? Do you think Bella is actually going to transfer? Do you think the four of them will just, you know, after one episode of season three, be housing to get like rooming together again? Like, just let me know what your predictions are for season three. Speaking of season three, Emily in Paris season three dropped December 21st. And I honestly, luckily had like a sick day slash snow day and I binged the entire thing. And I want to say that nothing fucking happened. Like literally nothing happened. But I also have like no notes on the season. Like it was a perfect show. Like 10 out of 10 would watch again. Like It was so bad. Like literally nothing happened. We are still doing the Elfie versus Gabrielle shit. We're still doing the should I move back to the U.S. or should I stay in France shit. And it's just so annoying. And like, again, the pacing, like they just wrapped it up in episode 10, but like not even really. The clothes are getting way more outrageous. Like, I don't think you realize until you look at stills from season one how fucking outrageous the clothes have gotten, which again, it is kind of like the the part of the charm. It's very sex in the city because we look at stills of Carrie and shit and we're like, what the fuck was she wearing? But at the time we thought it was like fab. But sometimes I kind of think it's like a sick joke of like, what can we get away with? Some of the outfits are nuts and then I saw this a lot on TikTok I don't know if I agree or not I don't like fully have an opinion but they're like half the season was pop songs by Mindy which like I don't mind because I do really like Ashley Park she has a beautiful singing voice but it is like a lot of singing for like a 10 episode 22 minute show it's kind of honestly like sex lives like they should have bigger seasons than 10 episodes if they're only going to do fucking like 30 minute episodes. This was a hot take in my group chat, but I do actually like Mindy's boyfriend, Nico. I think it actually gives her a realistic storyline. And I thought their conversation that they had about him being rude to Emily was like really realistic. And I really actually liked it for Mindy's character and just for Ashley getting to, you know, 
act because I, I really like her and and I felt like in season two and season one she didn't have that juicy of like dialogue but I'm sure her and Benoit will get back together in the long term he Nico just obviously seems like kind of like a short-term romance Camille's pregnancy it's just like what the fuck which is like so weird because it's like I don't think like this is dark but like I don't think like an abortion storyline or like a miscarriage storyline is happening so it's like literally we're gonna have a baby in season three like it's just so weird and then like obviously Gabrielle can't like piece the scene so it's like because that would make him look like a shitty character so now is it gonna be like kind of like younger actually where um Liza's boyfriend I can't remember his name now that's gonna piss me off but the younger boyfriend had a baby with Claire and Josh Josh had a baby with Claire and then Liza was like pseudo its parent so like or like you know like step parent so like is that what's gonna happen here Camille has her baby and then Gabrielle's the dad and then Emily like also you know cares for like I don't know I just don't see that for our girl but then it's like obviously Camille is not gonna move and obviously it would look like shit if Gabrielle was like a bad absentee father but then it's like also it has to be his baby because she was hooking up with that girl so like I just I don't know I'm so fucking confused like please let me know what you think I think the last thing I'll say about Emily and Perry season three is like Emily's like I put in quotes solutions are getting a bit tired like it's so annoying how it's like every episode it's like oh there's a mistake and she's the only one to come up with a solution and everyone's like this will never work but we'll do it anyways oh it worked like I think they should do like that because that's obviously like the premise of the show but it's like maybe have other characters contribute or maybe they don't try like I don't know I don't even know what I'm saying but like it's just annoying how it's like oh we we didn't think of this but thank god Emily this like random chick is coming up with all the solutions even though we're like all fucking grown adults like it's like way further in our careers it's really really weird but again all in all 10 out of 10 perfect show like we'll watch again for sure can't wait for season four like makes makes me want to go back to Paris ASAP it was um everything the uh, like the unrealistic bedrooms clothes dinners experiences how they're just in like two of the I still can't remember the word aristement I don't know whatever neighborhoods are like barrios or whatever like it's just so fucking funny frivolous and frothy and fun and I love it okay moving on to Z card <laughs> now I'm French uh the Kardashians and adjacent characters Pete and Emily are over and it's like no they never started they went on that like one Randy date which like now it doesn't even really seem like a date it seems like either like a hookup or hangout or again just like wanting to be popped for the day like I I just don't know but that was a storyline and everyone was like yeah we we know she's also been seen on dates with other guys so it's just like she's obviously just dating around just like let her live we also got the Kardashians lie detector video with Chloe and Courtney, and it was fascinating. I really like these lie detector videos, even though we obviously know that the like lie detectors don't work. <laughs> me on my Cairo shit, me on my um <laughs> my lie detector test shit. Like it just obviously they're fake, but like I'm hook, line, and sinker. I watch every single one of them. They just get even if like the setup is fake like they I feel like they get good sound bites and like some juicy information we found out that Chloe doesn't let her kids sleep at Courtney's and the internet went wild now thinking back on it like True is only four years old and I do think that Courtney is kind of like not an absentee mom but a different maybe new age mom I was thinking about the time where 
Kendall was on the James Corden show and they were playing the like spill your guts, fill your guts game. And he said, rank your sisters that are moms like best to worst. And she actually ranked Courtney last. And so I I just don't think maybe the sisters like her style of parenting but also like true's really young like i don't think i had sleepovers at four years old anyways but i get but then again i think like if it was with my sisters like not just like a rando parent i would probably let them do that but i don't know if you have any theories about why chloe won't let true sleep over at courtney's please slide into my dms landon barker and charlie d'amelio got back together they were together since june 2022 but it seemed like they kind of went on a break. She was seen with another guy uh, named Alex Novian in early December, I think December 12th. And people were sus of them. They were just like standing together waiting for like valet or like an Uber or something outside a bar in Hollywood or like not a bar because she's like 18, but like, I don't know, a restaurant or something like that. And she actually posted like, oh my God, I can stand next to a guy. But then a picture from inside the club or restaurant or whatever came out and they were like hugging. So then people were like, hey, well, maybe that mean, like means that you and Landon are together, like whatever. So there was like rumors about that. But then they both posted on their Instagram one day anniversary and she's my girlfriend again on, I think, December 23rd, which it's like, perfect time for the D'Amelios to attend the Kardashian Christmas party and I just want to say I feel like the Kardashians like we always talk about how they have reached a level where they are like A-list and they usually have like a lot of A-list people at their parties like John Legend and Jennifer Lopez and stuff but it's like this year they had Addison Ray and the D'Amelio family and I really feel like they're going back to their like reality TV like kind of trashy roots. Speaking of the Christmas Eve party, it was hosted by Kravis this year. I loved Courtney's outfit. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I really, really liked it. And Sia was working the Christmas party, which I kind of find like, is that embarrassing or cool? Apparently she was paid 250K to perform, which like obviously that part's cool. But like, I wouldn't want to be the guest and or like a guest and then perform because it's like oh do I have to like you know work for the meal ticket or it's like is it cool because you're playing for your friends but then it's like would I be here if I wasn't performing like I don't know so tell me if you think that's embarrassing or cool and North performed with her like that snowman song or whatever she didn't know any of the words and like it just shows you that like I don't know I just thought it was funny how it was like when I was a kid, if we were at like a Christmas or New Year's party and someone was singing or whatever and like, you know, the kid gets on stage or whatever, but like it's the same thing for the Kardashians, but it's with Sia <laughs> in like a full outfit and like production. So it's just, it's just, you know, oh, the life they fucking live. Kim was also on two podcast interviews, one with Angie Martinez and a Goop one. And this is pretty, not rare, but pretty big because she I feel like doesn't do tons of long-form interviews like this anymore she said she was still studying for the bar exam and then she talked a lot about Kanye and keeping Kanye in good faith with her kids and not telling them about what's going on and you know knowing what all the teachers say and are talking about and limiting their access to the internet and stuff like what do you think about that like if you have a dad that's like that, like, do you try to just put on a brave face for your family or do you, you know, like cut them out? Like I lean towards cut them out, but I know it's obviously like a complex situation. So let me know what you think. I also like have been thinking a lot about it and it's like these anti-Semitic thoughts, like obviously just didn't come out of nowhere. He's obviously had these for his like whole life and stuff. So it's kind of like, yeah, we shouldn't blame Kim, but it's like you would probably know all of this. Like, so I feel like she's not innocent. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's like, yeah, it's good that your kids admire their dad, but it's like at what cost? Because he's probably, you know, 
maybe even not purposely, but unconsciously or subconsciously like bringing these hateful thoughts into like his actions and stuff around the kids or like, so I, I don't know. It, it's, it's all really complicated. She also talked about how she's not in therapy, which is like Kim girl. It's fucking 2023. Get, like everyone needs a therapist. And she talks a lot about how she can withstand all of this, you know, drama and the Balenciaga stuff and the Kanye stuff. And like, I even think of like the Paris robberies and stuff like that. And it is so true and interesting. And I, I think that is one thing that I admire about her and, and why I still like hate to love her and love to hate her because she does have this like, you know, grit and inner strength. And she has, I feel like faced a lot of things and been really strong for her and her family. So it's really interesting, but I'm like, really girl, you need to be in therapy. And then also I, again, feel kind of weird commenting on this. I like I don't know, I might cut this out, but her face, it's so different than before. And I just miss, she was so, she's still obviously gorgeous, but I just, she's so beautiful. And you can just tell that she's had way more work done. And I don't know, I'm a little bit sad. Last Kardashian news thing on TikTok, North posted about her two dogs. I think they're called Sushi and Honey. They were in the garage and it looks like they live in the garage, which it's like, of course, we've seen millions of TikToks and videos and tours of Kim's house. You think she lets fucking two dogs live in there? No, they obviously live in the garage and it has prompted a lot of controversy, obviously. Um, It's also really sad. They're like in little pens and stuff, but I really do want to do a Kardashian like pet episode. Maybe I'll do one of those on Patreon this year because there's been so many pets and I don't think they're always treated well and they just always kind of disappear. So I thought that that was really, really weird. We also saw Kim's real hair, which I love the podcast Say Bible. They are always talking about Kim's different hair, hair color, wigs, all of that stuff. But we saw what her real hair looked like. And it was like short, choppy, fried to little bits. And I was just like, that is your real hair. Like, that's so crazy. It's so short and like looks like you just, you know, over treated it and all of that stuff. And it's just like, it really shows you that like everything is just hours of makeup and beauty and stuff like that. And underneath everything, everyone still has the same like shitty hair that can't grow because you over dyed it. Okay, let's move on to Phoebe and Paul. So this is like a hot, hot topic. People are confused to people are confused at the status of Phoebe Bridgers and Paul Mezcal's relationship. So we discussed this a few weeks ago because we thought that maybe Phoebe, Paul, and Paul's co-star from Normal People, Daisy Edgar Jones, were in a throuple. But then Phoebe was seen kissing Maddie Healy with Bo Burnham. And Maddie Healy, which like he honestly gives me bad vibes. I don't know why people are obsessed with him, but he's been kissing everybody like fans and shit on his 1975 tour. So I was like, hey, maybe they're just posting this like as a joke because he's kissing everybody. But then Bo is there and apparently he might not be with Laureen anymore. And then Phoebe did a lot of writing on SZA's new album and there was like kind of stuff that might have been about Paul. So I'm just so confused. And in 2023, I want a definitive answer about the fucking love lives of these now, we thought it was three people, these now like five people because it's so fascinating. And it is a friendship, like it is a friend group in Hollywood that I would really want to be a part of. The Try Guys was one of my favorite scandals of 2022 and I just wanted to check in with them before I move into 2023 because we literally didn't hear really anything since it blew up in September. The guys released a new video. It was just Zach, 
Keith and Eugene and they seemed happy. They're talking about new content and just exciting things for 2023. And I know that throughout the remainder of 2022, they had like a lot of already filmed content that they just had to like edit. So I bet they're really excited to start fresh. But honestly, I kind of, this is like one of my predictions, but I kind of think they're going to break up and I don't think it's going to be like a sad thing, but it kind of just reminds me of like Little Mix when Jesse left, Fifth Harmony when Camila left and One Direction after Zayn left. It's like you try to rebrand, you try to do something different, even like Grey's Anatomy when like fucking like Burke and uh, McDreamy and Christina and shit left. It's like, you try to rebrand, you try to do something different, but it just doesn't have the same magic or the same, I don't know, excitement. It's just different. So I'm worried because I do really like those guys, but I do feel like if they were to break up or just, you know, pursue solo things, I do think that it would only, it wouldn't be because they were on bad terms with each other. It was, again, just because they couldn't capture the same thing pre-scandal we have heard no news from Ned nor Ariel so my question for you is do you think that Ned is gonna pitch a comeback in 2023 or do you think again he's just going to kind of lay low live off the money he's earned from the Try Guys and probably is still getting residuals from and maybe just work like you know post-production or like edit or like whatever like behind the scenes or do you think he will try to make a comeback as like a front-facing personality to the internet I am vvv vvv curious okay let's wrap up our last topic before we get to pettyweight champion of the week and this week in petty so Chris Olsen is someone that I've wanted to talk about on this podcast forever and I've just had to like scrap it for like time or whatever over the last couple of weeks. So I'm just so excited to get into this. So Chris Olsen became popular on TikTok in 2020 with his boyfriend, Ian Paget, And they broke up in 2021, but they still are both TikTokers. He has 8.5 million followers. Um, he comes up on my For You page probably more than I would like to admit. Not that I don't like his content. I think he's like funny and stuff, but... I don't know. That's not the kind of content I'm looking for on TikTok. So there's a few things that is like really interesting. He is suspected to run the Harry Styles beauty brand, you know, pleasing TikTok because the TikTok account was not doing well. It was struggling to get views. It was very curated, very overproduced, like a lot of graphics, like obviously done professionally which we know on TikTok, it's supposed to be like done shittily, no offense to anybody, but like, you know, just filmed in your house or your bathroom or whatever. But over the last couple months, like this fall, they've grown exponentially because they are posting more authentic, relatable, funny, informal videos using a lot of the TikTok sounds that are viral. And people, because I fucking love this shit, People have lined up like the wood grain on his bedroom floors, his kitchen tile and all of this stuff to make the conclusion that it's probably him running the TikTok. He was also seen at one of the Harry Styles LA shows and Harry like, you know, had the camera on him. So it was on the big screen and Chris had a sign that said daddy and that went viral on TikTok. So I just think that like it makes a lot of sense. But concurrently with all of this stuff done for Harry, Chris started posting on Megan Trainer's account and Megan and Harry have the same manager. So they've been doing a lot of dances, singing bits, like all of the shit. He was in her official music video for I Made You Look. He has been on red carpets with her on her YouTube and her podcast And in one of their first videos together, they alleged that they were childhood friends who reconnected, which I honestly took at face value, which is so funny because I'm like such a big dum-dum. But I just, I don't know. I was like, okay, cool. Like that's 
cool. And like, I don't really care about Chris or Megan in particular. So I was like, you know, that's just cool that they reconnected. And and some people did go to high school together. Like we know the only thing I can think of is Seth Rogen went to high school with Jesse Cruikshank, two Canadian icons, but I can't think of anyone else. But you know what I mean? So I found out later that it was fucking photoshopped and they just actually have a working relationship. Like he's literally just her social media manager and her career was tanking. And now she like has the biggest song on TikTok which it's not even good. Like, I, I don't like her music, but she is, like, doing so well. She was on, like, the Drew Barrymore show. She's just fucking everywhere, and, like, she needed this. And it's so funny because I was looking at some of the TikTok videos about them, and so many people still believe they're childhood friends. And it's so funny because people will be, like, rando duo or whatever, and then someone will be, like, oh, no, they're childhood friends or whatever. Do you think that that's like a funny bit to cover up that you actually just hired this man? Or do you think it's like misleading and you should just be transparent? I think it's like it's kind of just shows you how like everything on the Internet goes from like something that's real and authentic to something that is fucking fake and manufactured to a point where you have to lie about how you know this person, even though they are a hired employee to help you with social media. Like that's just so interesting to me. He also is a singer, like they do singing bits. So I was also thinking like this would be so beneficial for him too, if he was trying to branch into a music career. Cause I know a lot of TikTokers just cause we, again, still don't know the longevity of the app. Like, is it going to be a, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or is it going to be a Snapchat? Like, we don't know. So it'd be smart for him to, again, branch out into these other gigs. But yeah, I I don't know. Do you think it's sus that they don't have to, like, disclose that it's a business relationship? Therefore, like, kind of, I guess not sponsored or an ad, but like, I don't know. It does seem like there's something not sinister, but like, you know, business about it. And why I think they've been so successful is it doesn't seem like a business relationship. It seems like a friendship. So it's been really powerful. And we know that parasocial relationships are the driving force as like successful marketing nowadays. So I'm just really, really interested to see where this relationship goes. If more people hire, you know, randos like Chris and use TikTok like the Kardashians I've I've talked about this like they don't other than North and P's account they don't really use it and that is huge because or like that's a huge missed opportunity because that is where everything is nowadays like is on TikTok so you're missing out on like a whole subset of you know audience so it's just really really interesting Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where I'm going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week, someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. And this week I'm nominating Greta Thunberg. I think that's how you say last name. Honestly, fucking iconic. Pettyweight Champion of forever. She got into a little tiff with Andrew Tate on Twitter he was talking about how he has 33 cars and like that pollutes the environment and she tweeted back at him that he has a small dick basically and that she doesn't care and he got ratioed so fucking hard that of course he had to post another video but in this other video there was a pizza box and it had an address in Romania and so the police found out that he was back in his home country and he had a bunch of warrants out for his arrest for like SA and human trafficking and all of this stuff. And so they fucking found him. And it is just like chef's kiss perfection. The way that she did that, like so low key, it just, it really was the perfect cap to 2022. And it reminded me of a pizza box story that I had. <laughs> It's similar vibes, but way different. So as a lot of you know, I used to be an RA, um, a resident advisor when I was in university. And I, one year, I lived on the bottom floor in an apartment and I had these really big windows out to like a main street. And 
for like months there was someone just dropping their garbage like bags of garbage out their window so they were I think it was a six floor six floor building I was on the first floor so it could have been you know the second third fourth fifth or sixth floor just straight up dropping their bags out the window so we're like okay it could be these you know five people or whatever or maybe it's someone just adjacent and it's just dropping like with the wind or whatever like physics maybe it's just always landing outside of my window I also want to say where I lived it was at UBC where I lived it's like mouse and like rat central station so because it's right by the ocean so if you have like garbage outside of your window and rats come like they will easily just like I had open windows really close to the ground like it would just be a disaster so it was a big deal also you shouldn't be littering you should just fucking walk your garbage down to the garbage just disposal bins like an adult but anyways so we're like hey what the fuck like all this garbage is always coming out my window for months but like how do you how do you find out who's doing that and ask them to stop do you know I went to all of the the people that live there and just said like hey like this is happening like if if it's you like please stop blah 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 and it never did so one day I was sitting on my couch and I was actually talking with another resident advisor and I was like glanced out the window and I saw a huge fucking bag of garbage drop like perfectly out the window and I was like oh my fucking god so I was like, hey, this just happened. So I'm going to go look and see if there's like a window open. So I like run out the door, look if there's a window open. There's not. But I noticed there's a large bag of garbage and a fucking pizza box from Domino's. So I go take the garbage and I'm walking it down to the garbage room. And of course, because it was a delivered pizza, it had a phone number and a name on the pizza box. So I found out who was um, throwing the garbage out the window. <laughs> I feel like that was really anticlimactic. But anyways, I had my own Greta Thunberg story <laughs> back in 2016. So like truly icons only. <laughs> Watch your pizza box if you're ever going to, you know, commit an egregious crime. Okay, Finally, let's wrap up with this week in petty where I'm going to share a story about something that happened in my real life that I'm petty about. I am petty about white people cooking this holiday season. And this is a shout out to my mom. Again, this is no tea, no shade. She is the best cook, but it is so fucking funny because every time I cook with her, we like differ on like one thing. Like there's always one thing that we differ on. So like For example, and please tell me if you do this or if you don't. Like, I feel like this is a hot topic. So, for example, if you boil pasta, A, put salt in the water. Like, please. Like, my, I put salt in the water for my pasta and oatmeal I made and my dad, like, shit his pants this Christmas. And it's like, please salt your fucking water. It makes such a difference. So, okay, there's the salt in the water. But when you take the boiled pasta and you strain it, don't rinse it do not fucking rinse it like it's literally like you just wash like the starch off and you cool the pasta you want the pasta to be hot so don't don't put water over it just put it in the sauce like just drain the water and then put it into the sauce okay (laughs) so that's one thing and then the second thing is I was cooking breakfast sausages and my mom's like oh now's the time that you like poke holes in all of them and release all the fat and I was like no mom the fat is what makes the sausage taste good and keeps the heat like um so it cooks the inside and if you um poke it all the steam uh comes out as well and the insides won't cook and she's like I've been cooking for 45 years I don't know why she sounded like a grumbly bear but it's just so funny so do you poke your sausages and do you put water over your strained pasta and you put salt in your water before you cook like anything I need to know okay let's wrap up thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for supporting me throughout 2022 I say this 
probably not enough, but like every like, every share, every review, every download, every comment, every DM means the fucking world to me. It is so cool that I get to do something that I love every single week and meet badass people like through my guests and the audience. Like it's just truly the light of my life. So thank you so much. I want to thank Sonalia and the team at Playlist Studios for for editing my episodes and being awesome. I want to thank Zany at Tiny Cactus on Etsy who makes my merch, the keychains and the Starbucks cups. I do have two kind of annoying goals for 2023. I want to hit 200 reviews on Apple Podcasts. I think I'm at 150. So I think I need 50 reviews. So if you have not, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review and help me get to 200 in 2023. And I want to get to 2,000 followers on Instagram. I'm at like 1,700. So send the pod to someone who you think would like to listen to it. And hopefully I can get to 2000 before we're ringing in 2024. I am so excited for what the podcast has in store for 2023. I want to do more merch. I want to do more hangouts like our live stream and our trivia nights. More fun episodes and guests. If you have any ideas for me, always slide into my DMs. I, you know, want to make everyone happy. I'm a little people pleaser. And I want, you know, just to make this the best community and podcast, you know, that it could be. So slide into my DMs. I love, you know, executing ideas that other people have. (laughs) That sounds so bad, but it's true. Okay, friends, I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.